Welcome, everyone, to the HSO Dynamics Matters podcast, your regular sonic dive into the world of Microsoft technology-related matters and much more besides. I'm Michael Lonnan, and today I'm joined by HSO's Modern Workplace Practice Lead, Sergio Giusti. Now, when I first joined HSO, I heard the phrase modern workplace, and this was being used in reference to Microsoft technology. I actually thought it was a new technology I wasn't aware of, but it wasn't. It's an amalgamation of the most important Microsoft tools in creating an efficient and well-functioning workplace. Now, assuming I wasn't the only one slightly confused by the terminology, I thought I'd have a chat with Sergio to dig into exactly what is a modern workplace, what are the tools within it, and then find out a little bit more how businesses benefit from it in a little bit more detail. So grab a brew, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Tea or coffee? Coffee. How do you have it? Um, plenty milk, no sugar. Sweet enough already. North or south? North. Custard or cream? Cream. <laughs> Microsoft 365 or, Microsoft, or Office 365? Microsoft 365. Yeah, I thought I'd catch you out of that one. That's the cha- name change, isn't it? So my Office 365 has now become Microsoft 365, effectively. Yes, yeah, so, sort of. So... So prior to that happening, there was a product called Microsoft 365. Yeah. Uh, which is why it's a little bit confusing because um, when they changed Office 365 to be Microsoft 365, all they really did is bundle the, the things together. Right. Um, but you'll still hear references to Office 365 within Microsoft 365. <laughs> so all 365 inside of M365. Just, just to make it simple. Um, and, yes. and yeah. so they bundled it all together. So they bundled um, uh, Office 365, effectively SharePoint, Teams, Power Platform, all that sort of stuff. But they sit up, they bundled it all together, and they've called it the modern workplace, isn't it? Haven't they? Sort of. I don't know if I don't know if it's Microsoft themselves specifically have called them that. They certainly market market that, right? Um, as do as do we and other other custom other um, vendors. Um, but really, the modern workplace is just really a buzzword. Really, it's it's a, like a catch-all, okay, or um, just a way that we want to try and work and how we want to work for our business, for our users, for our processes, for our systems, um, to make sure that we are secure and compliant, and to make sure that we can offer our users um, what they want, which in this day and age, most users want to be able to work anywhere yeah. and, and on any device. They don't want to be bogged down by process that's stopping them from being productive. It's about being efficient, isn't it? About, being, about making work simpler. Correct. It's about making not just work, but you, you just your company, you're the way everything you do in your company, more flexible, easier more productive, uh, more secure, more compliant, more collaborative, all of these things. (laughs) Yeah, so that's, (laughs) so it's it's everything. So, I mean, that's kind of the the dream for every organization, I'd say. And that's really where modern technology is driving that behavior, isn't it? It's driving efficiencies and improvement and the way that you can collaborate and all those sorts of things. That's what that's why they call it the modern workplace, because that's what it's about, isn't it? It's modern technology is driving all those changes. Correct. Correct. So when organizations are trying to get value out of these particular tools that sit within modern workplace, there's they obviously come with it, don't they? So when you get Office 365, you've got things like Teams, you've got SharePoint, you've got all these other tools, bits and pieces. But 
not every organisation or not every employee knows that they have access to these certain things. So is there a requirement or a need from businesses to try and understand exactly what they have and how best or how to make it easier for users to, to, to take advantage of these things, do you think? Are they getting the most value out of them? Because it's one. I think it's absolutely necessary. Yes, it's correct what you're seeing. Um, a lot of businesses have bought Office 365 simply to do uh, a migration of their exchange mailboxes into Outlook Online. Right. They're paying for licenses and they're getting all these additional services that they aren't using. And, and some of that is down to uh, a lack of understanding. Okay. And some of that will be down to um, a fear or perhaps um, economics. They, they might realize that they have these tools available, but without the knowledge to know how to, how to use them, how to best implement them, define a strategy to use them properly. And then make sure as you're doing it, you're doing it correctly in terms of the security you're applying. Are, are you meeting all your your compliance regulations, GDPR, et cetera, et cetera? Right. So the, the, these are considerations that can stop a, a, an organization from going. You know what? We're on this legacy platform. Hmm. It does about sixty percent of we want what, what we want it to do, and and it's getting worse as time goes by. It's maybe going to drop out of support, but. We've got these other tools available to us. How can we use them to make our world a simpler place, a more secure place, a more compliant place? Um, and that can be a challenge for an organization to, to, to even understand that that's a capability, but then also to consider and implement a new solution using those tools can, can be a challenge. And not all IT departments are, are up to that challenge. I've seen a lot of companies where their staff user base is ahead of their IT department in some regards because really? yeah so you've got maybe you've been licensed for instance as I'll give you an example you've been licensed with your Office 365 account mm. you're a curious user you've you've selected um, an icon and you've seen that you've got available to you SharePoint Teams Power Apps Power Automate you've clicked into one of those Power Apps maybe and Power Automate and you started to make new solutions for yourself, for your for yourself, for your team, for your department, because you can. IT is unaware of what you're doing. If is they it? haven't yet rolled out Power Apps, Power Automate, SharePoint Online, um, Teams to your business, you might be using tools that they don't know you're using and they don't know how to manage and monitor and secure those tools. Is, yeah, is there not a danger of, of, of this? Absolutely. There, there's a... Some, many settings throughout throughout Office 365 and Microsoft 365, but a, a lot of the settings in relation to compliance and security could definitely be missed if you haven't thought about it and applied your governance correctly and then informed and, and educated your users on what systems are available. If you haven't put the right um, measures in place to manage who can do what where, who's going to control access, who's going to control licenses. See, you've got a number of challenges here. You talked about the kind of the 60% of use or, or the potential 60% use of, of um, the tools themselves only being, you know, 40% is not being used. That seems like a ridiculous waste of money to some people. But, but you've also got the challenge of, of where you've got individual users then potentially Skilling themselves up beyond your IT team and beyond their ability to, as you say, manage compliance and security and all the risk that therefore comes with it. Yeah, how it can, it can be a minefield. Absolutely, I would say I would say a, a great example uh, of of this 
would probably be due to the recent pandemic right. um, be Microsoft Teams. Lots of businesses have had to radically um, and um, very quickly adopt Microsoft Teams, push that out to their organizations. Almost certainly the organizations that hadn't done it before the pandemic or weren't at least planning to do it before the pandemic probably aren't aware or haven't considered all of the security and governance that they need to have thought about and apply to their Teams environment. Right. And talking about things like letting users install apps into their Teams environment, creating groups um, for different policies that apply to different groups of people within the organization to work with external users, to not work with external users, to share, to collaborate, all of these kind of thoughts and things just in relation to that one product for many organizations won't have happened. And they're perhaps now retrospectively looking at that challenge. Right. And that would be a much harder problem to solve because they, their organization, imagine you're a, a, a large organization um, and you've got, let's say, I don't know, pick a department, marketing or HR, you're marketing, you're in marketing. Well, We'll go with marketing. Yeah. Um, you're, you're part of a marketing team. Um, we give you Microsoft Teams. We rolled it out in haste because we needed everybody to work from home. You have came into your team's environment and you noticed that there is a, um, a marketing site for one of the other departments that you market for. So as an, as an example, I'll give you, I'll, we'll use us, we'll use HSO. Yeah. There used to be <laughs> um, a marketing site for modern workplace and there was a marketing site for dynamics fno and there was a marketing site for dynamics ce and there was a marketing site for analytics all of the same people <laughs> were in all of those teams and all of the data was being now sh shared across those teams there was um just a a realization that i've got access to this tool but nobody's told me how to use it properly and I need one of these things. So I'm just going to make it because there's a create new team button. <laughs> yeah. And all yeah. of a sudden we had 10 marketing teams instead of one marketing team. And that's simple to do. I've worked with many organizations where um, I did a review for, for a large multinational and they had something like 16 HR sites, <laughs> all with <laughs> different and duplicate data <laughs> spread throughout oh. them. But the core of it was it was all the same people from their HR department yeah. that had created these teams, but they were a big organization and um, person one invited the rest of the team. Person two created their team and only invited a handful of people. Person three did the, so the, their security got mixed up um, when they came to do a search to find content there. You'd be going, OK, I, I remember talking to such and such about this topic. Where was it? Uh, is it in team one? Is it in team two? Is it in team? <laughs> um, you so, can see how easily it snowballs. Yes, yes, definitely. You look sometimes at your team's environment and you go, "Wow, there's way too many teams here." <laughs> um, for certain things, these a lot of what's in these should have just been um, a channel or a private channel, perhaps yeah. within within a team um, managed by one set of people rather than letting all the users manage their own teams about the same topic is you've outlined pretty well some of the challenges that can happen with trying to um take advantage of the tools that, that come with um the things in my um mod workplace let's just say um <laughs> is there a um better way is there a best way 
of um making best use of these these tools you think if i mean if there was one piece of golden advice you'd offer out to to uh, businesses listen to the podcast what might it be in an ideal world you would take the time to learn a little bit about each of the tools within modern workplace yeah you would then plan and strategize your deployment of those tools across your company estate yeah and then you would implement that and at the same time you would be communicating correctly with all of your users and educating them on the tools that will be coming in and how to use those tools however <laughs> that's that's almost certainly it's not there. I, I don't think it's i've ever met a company that's done <laughs> that maybe i actually that's probably a lie i've met one company where um we sat for a long for a few weeks and just went through each of the applications we went through their entire business and yeah. planned out a, a strategy for how they would do exactly that but that was that was you know one in a million um in most instances you will find, especially now after the pandemic, as I say, with te- with Microsoft Teams, it's it's a, a big driver for companies that have just adopted Microsoft 365. They've implemented Teams. They're now just looking at what are the other tools available? We're already paying for these licenses. What else can we use? Um, instead of, um, you know, putting in my CapEx or OpEx for next year, X amount of pounds to replace system a that's a legacy system and the the support is running out shall i build a new system using these tools is that even possible how do i do it how will it be secure will i be able to govern it how will i manage it how will i support it how will i train my users how will we migrate data lots to think about Tools such as Microsoft 365, Power Apps, Teams, SharePoint, Outlook, and so on, are all designed to help you create a modern workplace. And this simply means helping workers become more efficient. It also means making it possible to create new applications that solve particular challenges without the need to spend a load of money. It also means making it easier for the business to connect and collaborate internally and externally. Now, the approach to creating a modern workplace is different for every organization because each has their own expectations and challenges. And Microsoft knows this. And a huge amount of flexibility has been built into the workplace tools to allow you to mold each around your own needs. But what is important is that they are well administered and supported to maintain consistency and security. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks for listening. Take care of yourselves.